What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Bleeding BNG Podcast, episode 109. And before we get too deep into this episode, if you're checking us out on YouTube, be sure to like, be sure to comment, be sure to subscribe on the road to 1,200 subscribers. And if you're already subscribed, be sure to hit that membership button, become a member of the Bleeding BNG Mafia. Like I said, we have a lot of giveaways coming out because this is the off season and it's our time to shine. That's all we know is shining in the off season is watching the commander football team or Redskins fans because I haven't seen the victory years in my 28 years of life. But to give you a time step as we do for all of our episodes, today is Monday, January the 8th, and it's about 6.30, and we're about, what, 10 hours removed from a big, a big bomb being dropped by multiple NFL insiders, um, Pauls, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, Tom Pellicero, among others, that the Washington Commanders have, have officially fired Ronald Eugene Rivera, Paddleboat Ron, as we have affectionately coined him for the last couple of years. Ending the Ron Rivera era, but that wasn't the only piece of news um, at all that has had the Commanders' um, name being tied to it throughout the day. Um, the Commanders have been at the epicenter of the NFL news throughout the day. So we're just going to touch on the basis of how the day is laid out, um, touch on some things that we might uh, be seeing in the near future, um, some predictions, um, and recap the Ron Rivera era. So I don't plan to keep you guys too long. Um, as I mentioned, um, this was the end of the Ron Rivera era. I think the announcement was revealed uh, was announced around 8.30 p.m. today. So I, right before I was supposed to start getting work done. So guess what? I didn't do anything productive at work today. Uh, and immediately, within the same minute of the announcing of the Ron Rivera fire, there was announcing that Josh Harris... Hey, Josh Harris has been in the kitchen cooking up, guys. Josh Harris has clearly been working behind the scenes. Josh, Josh, Josh Harris is in his big bag. Josh Harris is standing on business. Josh Harris is doing whatever it takes to get this franchise to the success that I haven't seen, like I said, in my 28 years and the victory days and the glory days of the 90s and the 80s in the past. And what I mean by that is within the same minute of Adam Schefter and all those guys announcing the Ron Rivera firing. Adrian Wojnarowski, who's an NBA insider, drops a Woj bomb. He's known for his Woj bomb. He drops another Woj bomb today regarding the Washington Commanders. And that Woj bomb was that Josh Harris, our managing partner, has not only hired Bob Myers, former GM and former executive vice president of the Golden State Warriors, a four-time champion of Golden State Warriors, a four-time champion in himself, Bob Myers, he not only hired Bob Myers, but he hired um, former Minnesota Viking GM Rick Spillman to head his, you know, to guide him um, and head his search um, as he looks for. And he and he specifically named two titles. So I know that we were talking about there might be an executive vice president and things like that. He said he wanted to spill fill two roles specifically he didn't say which roles so i don't know we know one of those roles is a coach we know one of those roles is a head coach so i don't know if he's going to give the head of his football operations the executive vice president title or he's going to give him the gm title but in his announcement of the ron rivera firing and you know his plans to move forward he specifically stated that he wanted to fill two um positions and that's why he hired this team to help him in this search and in this journey and there's a couple things that I wanted to touch on, specifically with these hires and specifically with these guys. Um, Bob Myers is a guy that has NBA ties. 
Um, not surprising with Josh Harris being the owner of an NBA franchise in the Philadelphia 76ers, but you got to help but wonder, you know, and I'm, it's only 4%, right? And I'm not saying that this guy's walking around dragging his nuts and holding the big shoes or anything like that. But you can't help but wonder if this is what the Magic Johnson effect does, right? Bob Myers has NBA ties. Josh Harris has NBA ties. And I think that there's a report going out that they go back. Oh, no, no. That was with Bob Myers and somebody that I'll be mentioning in, in the next couple of minutes. Um, but, you know, they do have NBA ties. But as I mentioned... Is this the magic effect? Are we finally getting our first remnants of the magic effect where I believe that Josh, um, that Magic Johnson and Bob Myers have had a pretty pretty good working relationship in the NFL from everything that I've read today? And, you know, they've been over there on the west side, um, west coast, managing, you know, not only the Dodgers, not only the Lakers in Magic Johnson's case, uh, but also um, in Bob Myers' case, managing, uh, managing um the golden state warriors as well so they've been over there on the west coast you know the nba circles are intertwined just like all nfl circles so i'm pretty sure that they know each other and magic is the type of guy to have this cachet and i've seen a lot of guys and a lot of women um in the washington commander community acting like or just questioning i'm, I'm out of, i'm not going to put any labels on you guys but you guys were questioning like why would josh harris go with a basketball guy to help him with some football hires don't look at it that way. Look at it this way. Why would Josh Harris hire one of the most successful general managers of the last 20 years, regardless of sports, to come in and set a culture and to reset an organization anew? Because that's exactly what Bob Myers did with the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, the Golden State Warriors have a lot of cachet this, at this present moment in 2024. Do you guys remember where the Golden State Warriors were in 2005? In 2009? Even when Steph Curry got there at the beginning of it, the Golden State Warriors weren't no big-name NBA franchise. But they got Bob Myers there. He drafted well, drafting Stephen Curry, drafting Draymond Green, drafting Klay Thompson, and he set a culture for a franchise that was able to win four championships in the last decade. So don't look at it as, why is this an NBA hire coming? Or why is he hiring some guys with NBA ties to help them with the NFL hire? Look at it that way. Why is he hiring one of the most successful culture setters in franchise sports in the last couple of decades to help him ultimately set this franchise anew uh, and wipe this slate clean and rejuvenate this franchise, something that we desperately need? If you listen to Josh Harris in his press conference, he said that Bob Myers was not only going to help him through this search, but he was going to help him through, uh, not only going to help him with the search, but he was going to help him out through, uh, help him through the search as well. Now, what does that entail? I'm not necessarily sure, but he was specific in saying that while Rick Spillman might not necessarily help him after the search, Bob Myers will. So he's going to just be simply there advising Josh Harris to simply reset that culture. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I was particularly excited about the Bob Myers move. Um, the Rick Spillman move, um, I know that Rick Spillman has one executive of the year. I know that Rick Spillman have drafted some fucking dogs in Adrian Peterson, Percy Harvin, Sidney Rice. But I know that Rick Spielman has whiffed on his fair share of quarterbacks as well. And I think that's the reason why he isn't in Minnesota anymore. Um, but when you look at the reports coming out that Josh Harris wants a model from 
or a model that reflects from, you know, different sports uh, and not just the NFL and not just football. This is the model that I see hiring a lot of multiple people, um, not necessarily a search firm, but a search team to help him um, deploy roles, deploy duties. Uh, and I think that that's just simply what Rick Spielman has come here to do. You know, Bob Myers and Josh Harris don't necessarily have football ties, and that's where Rick Spielman comes to play. Um, he mentioned that he's known Rick Spielman for a while, and we're not saying that Rick Spielman is some holy grail executive or anything like that, but he's drafted some talent, and we haven't seen talent drafted here in the last four years under the Ron Rivera era. And that's why I was particularly excited about that um, those two hirings. Um, and if you notice um, Rick Spillman's Twitter, because uh, he's somebody that still has been working in the league circles. He's been doing a lot of pre-draft evaluation. He has high regards for all of the uh, top three quarterbacks, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and um, Jaden Daniels. So it'll be interesting to see if he works or if he's working with the team throughout the search um, into the draft as well. Um, but just to recap, some of the Ron Rivera era, um, never want to see a guy lose his job. Um, but ultimately, as I touched in episode 108 of the podcast, it was time for Ron, Ron to go. I told y'all we spotted this bullshit a while ago. We coined him the term Paddleball Ron in 2021 in just his second year. A lot of people were blinded and had their burgundy coated lenses on uh, because of the fact that we made the playoffs in the 2020 season with a 7-9 record. I never, got, I never lost track of the fact that we won with a losing record. And ultimately, Ron's best record here was last season, the 2022 season, where he went 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. So that's as mid as it gets. That's literally 500. With Ron Rivera's career record now falling one game under 500 with our loss to the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. So Ron Rivera is essentially as mid as it gets. So you never want to see a guy lose his job, but you, when, when you're spending $6 billion on an entity, you can't pay for mid. And I and I see that Josh Harris isn't 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 going to settle for me, and I love to see it. Um, but ultimately, the Ron Rivera era was encapsulated by the fact that you never had a quarterback. I do think that he changed somewhat of the culture off of the field. I don't necessarily think that the culture was changed that much on the field. I see a lot of people still lively gagging in between plays. Uh, he just told you that players were complaining about Eric Bieniemy's demands. Uh, at the beginning of this season. So how much did the culture change? Now, I know that you drafted a lot of choir boys, um, but Ron Rivera still had his trainer rated by the DEA, right? So how much did the culture necessarily change? I will admit that it changed a little bit. But was that because of Ron Rivera, or was that simply because of the fact that Dan Snyder went from being more so hands-off with all these sexual assault lawsuits and practically not touching the team for the last couple of years and then ultimately selling it? Is that the reason that the culture started to change? Because we didn't have that dark cloud over it. And were we giving Ron Rivera essentially too much credit? I don't know. Let me know what you think in the comments. Um, Ron is an amazing man, though. Uh, I was fortunate enough to meet him in uh, training camp a couple of times. And he's very personable, uh, great communicator. Um, so like I said, when you think of the person, you never want to see that guy lose his jobs. But if I saw them arms being fucking folded one more time with no type of emotion while my team losing by 30 points, I was going to lose my shit. And I feel like Josh Harris was going to lose his shit today. Was going to lose his shit as well, because he told y'all today he was sweating those losses just like we were as fans. He did not enjoy those losses. No matter how many times you want to talk about how he looked like he was partying in the boxes, he let you know today. Hey, Josh Harris is a bad man, 
And it seems like he's letting go of some of that nervousness and that jittery earnest, if that's a word. Is jitty earnest a word? I don't know, but we're going to make it a word today over here at Bleeding BNG. He seemed to let go of that, some of that anxiousness um, that he had when he first brought the team. Um, because, like I said, he was standing on business in his press of the day. He was answering questions. He wasn't necessarily dodging many questions. There were some things that he didn't necessarily want to go into, which I, per which I understand. When you're, when you're about to run one a, a confidential search for you know your potential next two biggest hires in your organization and your first hires, right? Um, this is one of the biggest reasons why this is one of the biggest moves that Josh Harris can make no matter how long he's the owner of the Washington Commanders is because you only get one time to make your first. You only get one time to have your first. So he only has one time to hire his first EVP, general manager, and he only has one time to hire his first head coach. You only have one time to make a la uh, first impression. And that's the time that you have, the opportunity that you have to make that first impression. And I think that Josh Harris is looking to make a strong first impression. And the reason that I say that is because look at some of the names that we have been linked to already requesting access for, not only for the GM executive vice president role, but for the head coach as well. And it's some heavy heat. It's some heavy hitters. It, it is, and I'm not just here to sell you some dreams and sell you some some Ashburn syndrome bullshit. It it really is some. If you know anything about the NFL, it really, it really is some heavy hitters. We look. They've already requested to interview Adam Peters from San Francisco 49ers, one of the best franchises in the NFL. Ian Cunningham from the Philadelphia Eagles, one of the best franchises in the NFL. Alex Hallaby from the Philadelphia Eagles, one of the best franchises in the NFL. Mike Borgonzi from the Kansas City Chiefs, again, one of the best franchises in the NFL. And Glenn Click from the Cleveland Browns. I wouldn't necessarily say they're one of the best franchises, but they're on the come up. They're definitely on the come up. One of the most storied franchises in the NFL. And these are all guys that have impeccable, impeccable track records. Uh, not many blemishes, to say the least. And one thing that I actually found interesting is that a lot of these guys were linked. And when they were mentioning them with the leaks coming out from Schefter, Rappaport, Palacero, a lot of them were saying that we were interviewing them for the, these guys for the GM title. But I forgot who it was. And forgive me because I wanted to properly credit you. But... One name in particular, Adam Peters. Whoever it was that broke the news that Adam Pre uh, we uh, requested access to interview Adam Peters from the San Francisco 49ers and that the access was granted and that he's accepting the interview. And I think that we're going to be uh, interviewing him within the next couple of days while the San Francisco 49ers are on their bye. Um, they mentioned that Adam Peters would be being brought in in the EVP, Executive Vice President of Football Operations role. And that's um, eerily, that's important. That's an important bit of information um, as opposed to the other candidates that I named. And they were just mentioned as, you know, being GM candidates. And the reason that's important for Adam Peters is that Adam Peters is somebody that a lot of franchises have been trying to, you know, pry away from San Francisco for a while. Um, but he's always been, you know, second fiddle to... Um, John Lynch, and now John Lynch has the executive vice president role in San Francisco, and a lot of people believe that that was opening up the door to give Adam Peters the um, lead GM um, role over there in San Francisco, so for the commanders to be offering the same title that John Lynch just got promoted to, to John Lynch's little man, because if you listen to a lot of people in NFL circles, Adam Peters is the reason why that 49ers roster is constructed the way it is and so fucking elite from top to bottom 
he's the one doing the elbow work. He's the one doing doing the behind the scenes work. Um, and John Lynch is just the name, um, Hall of Fame player and things like that. So for Washington to be offering um, Adam Peters the same role that John Lynch just got promoted to, in hopes with the San Francisco 49ers, um, hoping that you know John, uh, Adam Peters could just fill in in John Lynch's previous role as the lead GM. That was a shrewd move by Washington. That was a shrewd move by Washington, and something that we're I, I, I'm not used to my organization playing chess. But it looks like it looks like Mark I Mitchell Rails. Josh Harris and Maggie Johnson got all the kings out. And it got all the pawns out. And I love to see it. And when you've been dealing with dudes that couldn't play checkers, let alone connect four, and Daniel Snyder, Ron Rivera, Vinny Serrato, the list goes on and on. Just seeing guys simply willing to play chess is exciting to see. And then we had we were linked to a couple of head coaches as well. Um, we were linked to both of the coordinators, the offensive and defensive coordinators from the Detroit Lions. You know, we've been banging the table for Ben Johnson. He's probably our number one choice. Um, and he's the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. But we also have requested access to interview their defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, as well. If you guys watched Hard Knocks during the 2022 season, you guys are familiar with Aaron Glenn. He's a fiery guy. Um, Detroit's defense didn't necessarily excel. Um, we take a step back and look at the entire picture, but he's he's getting a lot out of the marginal talent that they have over there on the defensive end. Um, and if you noticed him in Hard Knocks, he was a guy that was energetic. He seems like a player coach, and that was something that uh, sparked my interest as well. And they also um, have requested to interview Anthony Weaver, uh, who is the D-line coach and the associate head coach from the Baltimore Ravens. One of the best franchises in the NFL. So it seems like we're just going to be plucking from all the multiple uh, franchises in the NFL uh, with this different front office model that Josh Harris wants to, you know, exude over here in Washington. And I'm excited for it. Um, the reason, you know, we've been stamping Ben Johnson as our number one. Um, and I would hate to just simply give them the tag. But I think that Josh Harris is ready to move fast because simply interviewing Aaron Glenn and Anthony Weaver, who are two minority candidates, that simply meets your uh, Rooney Rule obligations. And I would hate to just give them the table, the, the label of just Rooney Rule hires or Rooney Rule interviews because I don't think that that's the case. I think that they're really going to be doing thorough, thorough, you know, investigating and thorough interviewing and have a thorough um, hiring process. So I don't think that we're going to have any just simply Rooney Rule hires. But interviewing these two minorities outside of your franchise automatically allows you to meet your Rooney Rule obligations, and that automatically allows you to hire that ultimate, whoever you're going to ultimately hire as a head coach, because you have to meet those Rooney Rule obligations before you come up with an official um, head coach. Um, as I mentioned before, though, Ben Johnson's our number one. Um, you see he has the Detroit Lions offense going up and down the field. He's been our number one for a while. You've heard us talk about him on this um on this podcast um, multiple times. And then there was another thing that was dropped by Tony Pauline yesterday. And then there, I think that Tom Pellicero actually um, linked this name to us today um, after the news that Ron Rivera was fired as well. And that's that the head, the head ball coach over there at the University of Michigan. Matter of fact, I think he got a, a championship game to play in less than an hour. And that's Jim Harbaugh. And that's that the commanders have been reached uh, have have reached out to Jim, uh, Bob Myers 
actually, in particular, has reached out to Jim Harbaugh's agent to gauge his interest in the NFL. And I think that this is one of the reasons why, you know, Josh Harris goes out and get an NBA guy in Bob Myers. And Bob Myers was a sports agent. Bob Myers also has a relationship with Adam Peters. They went to high school together. They went to UCLA together. And I think that's, that's why he was willing to give Adam Peters the EVP role over the other guys that he's just sim- they just simply want to interview for G- as GM candidates, let alone it being a shrewd move to try to, you know, shake up that power, that power dynamic over there in one of the best franchises in the NFC with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, so, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. Like I told you guys yesterday, like I've been telling you guys for the last couple of weeks, the offseason is the playoffs for the Washington Commanders. It's been that way all my life, and I don't expect 2024 to be any different. $74 million in cap space. Could easily get the $90 million with a couple of cuts, the number two draft pick, and it seems like we're going to have the fucking Avengers in the front office. So it's only a matter of time. If we make these right hires and with those five GM candidates and EVP candidates and a couple of those head coaching candidates that I mentioned that we've already requested to speak to, if we make a couple of these hires, we'll be winning the Super Bowl by 2027. Mark my words. Um, And then we'll send it to Ron Rivera like he asked. He said, send him his ring. We'll send it to him in 2027. Send him a uh, ring pop. Send him a burgundy and gold ring pop. But ultimately, man, like I said, I love Ron the guy. Uh, but there was too many mistakes that he made. Uh, going with a defensive end that turned out to be a bust in hindsight. And Chase Young, yes, he was the perfect prospect. But you didn't have an answer at quarterback. You didn't have an answer at quarterback. And when you're drafting the top three in the draft like we were in the 2020 draft, you gotta go, you gotta, you gotta shoot your load. You gotta shoot your load trying to get a quarterback. You have to. Whether that be Tua. And you say, oh, nobody had no Tua had a heavy two two. Nobody had Chase Young. Nobody had Justin Herbert over Chase Young going into the that's 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 true. But guess what? Hopefully we have hired somebody with the foresight to know that you take as many bites at the apple at the quarterback position and not draft a DN when you have drafted three other defensive linemen in the previous three first rounds. Let alone that DN turns out to be a fucking bust. Let's not make that same mistake again and think that we need a left tackle because Sam Howe is the answer. Because he's clearly not. So let's not make the same mistake in 2024 that we made in 2020. That Ron Rivera made in 2020. So that was ultimately his biggest mistake. And then just simply that he couldn't find it. He couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't ever solidify the quarterback position. And that's something that he honestly hasn't been able to do since Cam Newton before Cam Newton's prime and since he left this prime. So the quarterback position just be having Ron flustered as shit. I've just come to that conclusion. Giving Brian Fitzpatrick the keys in 2021 was never the answer. Oh, water, water slide Fitzpatrick. Busted his hip up in the first, the, the first quarter. Telling Trent Williams that he has to prove it to you. Has he proved it since? Letting Dan Snyder tell you that you got to give. And I know, I mean, you got to listen to the demands of your owner. But listen to this, guys. We let two games from Dwayne Haskins in 2019 made us not even look at the 2020 quarterbacks in the draft. So listen to that. So if you were, if you let two games solidify your opinion on your quarterback position, Sam Howell would have been fucking Peyton Manning this year. 
Sam Howell would have looked like Tom Brady after the Eagles and the Patriots game, let alone the Seahawks game. Shit, he had three. We were so tired. The two games from Dwayne Haskins, where he showed some flashes, they weren't all pro performances by any means, and I'm not bashing Dwayne by any means. Rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins, by any means. But just listen to that. We led two decent performances where our first-round quarterback showed some flashes. Allow us to not even look at Joe Burrow, Tua Tungvaloa, Justin Herbert. If we did that in 2024, with that three-game sample from Sam Howell against the Eagles, the Patriots, and the Seahawks, shit, we would have thought that fucking Sam Howell was Tom Brady. He was going down the Tom Brady career path. So let us not make that mistake again. Because that's ultimately the mistake that bit Rob Rivera in the ass. Let alone the minor mistakes like letting Landon Collins tell you he's not going to play linebacker. But he's getting bombs over Baghdad dropped over him week after week after week at safety. Or giving old Dust Up Jack time after time after time when his defense got cooked in the 2021 season. When it showed his re- when his reared his ugly head when he faced uh, the, the few elite quarterbacks that we did in the 2021 season. So those are some of the few mistakes that we came across in the Ron Rivera era. Guess what? It's a brighter day. It's a bright day. And if we make some of these hires that I mentioned throughout this episode, as I told you, I'm not I'm not speaking in hyperbole. I'm not I'm not exaggerating it. Washington Commanders will be Super Bowl winners by 2027 season. So that'll do it for this episode of the Bleeding B&G Podcast, guys. Thank you guys for checking in. Uh, it's our time to shine, the offseason. Um, and we're going to be tapped into all of this news. We have a lot of news. It was a news dump for the Washington Commanders today. And I think that that's how the next couple of weeks are going to be. So stay tapped into the channel. Hella content. We're going to be boots on the ground. Um, looking at these GM searches, looking at these head coach searches, and yeah, looks like we're on the road to an exciting off season. Thank you guys for checking in this episode. I'll tap in on you guys later. Peace.